I've buried a wife since I came here as your pastor. First funeral in this auditorium was a funeral of Chloe in 2004. Preacher Payne sang at that funeral. The song I referred to, Finally Home. But God had extended her life for 10 years, from 1994 to 2004, because of a double lung transplant that took place over at Duke Hospital in September of 94. I'll never forget that day. My four children, much younger than they are now, they're all grown. They were with me in the pediatric waiting room of Duke Hospital. Early on, after the surgery started, we got a report from a nurse clinician who was dispatched to keep us abreast of what was happening. And I could tell she wasn't mincing words when she said, this is a very high-risk surgery. Your, your wife's heart is only operating at one-third of the capacity that it was when she was evaluated five months ago. And when that nurse told me that news about my wife's heart, my heart sank. I wanted to be left alone. I didn't want to talk with anybody. But we, the main waiting room was full, so that's why we were in the pediatric waiting room. And since I had kids, they allowed me to do that. Right after that, another party came in. Four people. The man and his wife, their seven or eight-year-old daughter, and his mother-in-law. I did not feel like it, but because they were the only ones in the room, I started witnessing. His name was Navaru. I started asking him about his soul. It was pretty weak, I have to admit, because he played the role of an artful dodger, and he bluffed me, and I let him alone. I backed off. And then the call over the intercom came for their daughter to go back and have her surgery. It was just minor surgery, tonsillectomy. So he and his wife got up to take the girl, leaving the mother-in-law in the room right across from me. She looked at me and she said, you're a preacher, aren't you? I just learned to accept that. I, I, it doesn't matter what I wear, what voice I use. People say, you're a preacher, aren't you? I said, yes, ma'am, I am. I'm a missionary. And she said, I just want you to know, my son-in-law is not a Christian. Don't let him bluff you. And she went on and said some other things. And she said, just this, with tears in her eyes, she said, just this morning I prayed that someone would talk with him about his soul. I said, got it. A few minutes later, he came back in, he and his wife. No, actually, the wife stayed out with the daughter. And I started interrogating him in earnest. I was ready. Within just moments, the Holy Spirit had him ready. That mother-in-law had been praying. I'll never forget, he got on, down on his knees. He didn't just bow his head. He got down on his knees on that waiting room chair and asked the Lord to save him. And somehow my spirits were lifted when I saw the Holy Spirit working. 
And I wasn't even surprised when just a few minutes later that nurse clinician came back in and said, it must have been a fluke on the heart monitor. Your wife is fine. Beloved, let's sow the good seed of the gospel both in season and out of season. When we feel like it and when we don't feel like it. Because when we don't feel like it and we do it anyway, it's probably when the biggest blessing is going to come. He that regardeth the wind, he that observeth the clouds, is not going to sow, not going to reap. Be purposeful. 